It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs. Managing Editor of USA Today's DolphinsBar.com, Director of Scouting at TheDraftNetwork.com, and today's episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all of the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. We are a week removed from the first night of the 2021 NFL Draft. And we're starting to get our wits about us as far as the fallout and looking at personnel and who's on the hot seat and who should be excited and and who's in line for bigger roles and what we're doing with yesterday's show on the offensive side of the ball and, and on today's show, the defensive side of the ball, is looking at those players who are winners and losers from the draft who were already on the Dolphins roster before the draft started. Uh, and a quick administrative note here, uh, I continue to get feedback from uh, some Listeners of the show who listen courtesy of Apple Podcasts, uh, Apple dropped an update last week, and it has sent their ability to update the feed of the shows uh, completely haywire. So if you're having trouble finding updated episodes, please make sure you check out Spotify, Odyssey, any num- uh, Podbean, any number of different podcasting outlets. Uh, if you're having trouble with... Apple Podcasts, I assure you, we're not taking any time off here on Locked On Dolphins. So let's get into the winners and losers of the defensive side of the football. Starting with the winners, we like to be optimistic here on this show. Um, I think the biggest winner is Emmanuel Agba. Defensive end, led the team in sacks last year, had a really good stretch in the middle of the season as far as creating pressure, quarterback hits, finishing pressure plays, and why I feel Agba is one of the primary beneficiaries of this year's draft from a defensive standpoint is because adding Jalen Phillips means that Emmanuel Agba does not need to be the featured pass rusher on the Miami Dolphins defense anymore. When you look at Agba, where he has success, his athletic profile, he's long, he's heavy-handed, he's not a guy who gets out of his sta- out of the blocks overly quickly, relative to the top first step pass rushers across the NFL. So having somebody on the other side with the pass rush prowess and explosiveness of Jalen Phillips means Agba's going to get more one-on-one opportunities. Agba's going to get more slide protections away from him. Agba's going to get more backs and tight ends in pass protection as compared to the guy that's eating double teams and getting the chip in addition to trying to set on an offensive tackle. And that should free him up to continue to make the most of his length. And if he gets skill players in pass pro, he's going to bully those guys. So when Miami goes even front, 
They load up the A-gaps, and they bail those guys out of there, but protection is dictated because there's pre- uh, presence in both interior A-gaps. And they try and full slide and then take the back off the backside and back the, ba- the backside defensive end, and that's Emmanuel Agba. He's going to feast in those opportunities. So I think for Agba's sake, coming into a contract year, you know he's already going to have intrinsic motivation to play well. Never mind the fact that from everything that we gather, he's a high-character guy within the locker room. He's going to want to play well. He's going to want to produce at a very high level. He's going to have Jalen Phillips on the other side of him, who even though he's a rookie, I have no question in my mind, Jalen Phillips is the best pass rusher option on the Dolphins roster right now. Without even having played a snap. From just a pure skill set perspective, he's that good. He's that explosive. His average time, this is according to Next Gen Stats, um, his, Jalen Phillips' average time from zero to five yards of depth was the third, f- third or fourth fastest in all of college football last year. The Dolphins collectively as a team were the fourth slowest in the NFL in that same metric. So you consider that. You think about how much the Dolphins have on the back end from a coverage perspective, and Javon Holland adds to that too, which means holding the ball longer means a guy who doesn't necessarily get out of his block super quick but is getting more advantageous matchups and pass protection should be able to get home and create more pressure. And for that reason, I'm identifying Emmanuel Agba as the biggest primary winner on the defensive side of the football of existing talents based off the Dolphins draft. The next name I have is Andrew Van Ginkle. Uh, Van Ginkle... Wins because the Dolphins did not draft any additional competition for that role. Now, granted, Jalen Phillips, I think, is athletic enough that if you wanted to do some two-point release stuff with him, you could. But with the departure of Kyle Van Noy, it was kind of this linebacker spot was wide open. Were they going to draft a Baron Browning or a Micah Parsons or a Zayvon Collins to try and fill that role? And the answer ends up being no. They didn't go linebacker at all in this year's draft, which means for Andrew Van Ginkle's sake, you're a winner just because there's no less food off your plate when trying to forecast and fill the Kyle Van Noy role within this defense. So that is strictly speaking an opportunity standpoint. Van Ginkle, he's going to be able to prove that last year was the start of who he is as a player and not just an aberration. Whether or not he makes the most of that opportunity is going to determine whether or not the Dolphins are in a frontside linebacker market next year. Listen up, Dolphins fans. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans across America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text DRAFT to 231-231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, you can text now, and Nugenics will include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back into shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231-231. That's DRAFT to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. My last biggest winner, I struggled with this one because, let's be honest, the Dolphins only drafted a handful of of people on the defensive side of the ball. And the impact of Javon Holland 
and Jalen Phillips should benefit everybody. But identifying who the third biggest winner was was a bit of a challenge until I kind of took the inverse of what I was considering with Andrew Van Ginkle. So if Xavier Howard is my final answer for the third biggest primary beneficiary. And the reason why is twofold. First and foremost, greater pass rush in front of Xavier Howard is going to create more uncomfortable quarterbacks. And uncomfortable quarterbacks often equate to bad decisions. Bad decisions lead to turnovers. No defensive player in the NFL last year was more opportunistic in creating turnovers than Xavier Howard. And the addition of Javon Holland gives Miami a strong cover option in the slot and in the nickel, which means opposing quarterbacks are not going to have an easy target or outlet with a secondary progression on one side of the field to get the ball quickly down into. There should be more sticky coverage all around. And that's where the snowball effect starts to happen. Because if there's more sticky coverage across the board, means that quarterback's going to hold that ball a half second longer. And the more times he holds that ball a half second longer, the more times this improved pass rush is going to get home. And the more times this improved pass rush gets home, the more uncomfortable he's going to be. The more uncomfortable he's going to be, the more ball he's going to be willing to just throw up there and let a guy make a play. And the more times he throws it up there and lets a guy make a play, the more times Xavier Howard is going to come down with the football. So for one of the most opportunistic defenses in football last year, to go out and improve a critical cover spot and a critical pass rush spot, it should allow the Dolphins, most notably their most opportunistic defender on that defense, to replicate a lot of that success. Now, expecting another double-digit interception season, um, that's wishful thinking to the umpteenth degree, right? It doesn't feel like we're ever going to see that uh, in today's NFL back-to-back seasons with double-digit interceptions. But Zavian can replicate a lot of his success, and if he does, that means we're, we're looking at another all-pro season for Zavian Howard, which means he would benefit greatly from this improved defense. But if you look at the other side of the coin, players who are hurt and their resumes and opportunities who are hurt by the incoming talent, this story starts and ends really with Nick Needham. Uh, Nick Needham, UDFA, played 60% of the snaps each of the last two seasons, he is facing the prospect of conceding the primary nickel role to Javon Holland. And I think Miami with three safety big nickel really probably being their base defense with the amount of the time they've invested in the safety group, um, why, why would they make that change? Holland is bigger. He's more physical. He's better against the run. He's a better athlete, and I know there were some questions about Javon Holland, and he ran 4-7 coming out of high school. I would say this. It's not abnormal for guys to, to get out of the high school ranks, get into the college football ranks where the attention to you know developing your body is much, much, much greater, and for you to become more explosive as an athlete. So I take a 4-7 in high school three years ago or four years ago with an absolute grain of salt. It's inconsequential to me as far as Javon Holland's athleticism. His athletic profile is strong if you look at it across the board. So Holland's more physical. He's bigger. I would argue he's better in coverage against big bodies, and, and you know he'll get shook in off coverage against smaller bodies. 
but he's not going to make his living playing off coverage against shifty, tiny slots. And he's more explosive. He tackles better. Nick Needham's had problems with penalties. You add all these things up, and you consider that Javon Holland was a top 40 pick, and he took the majority of his snaps in the NFL, or at Oregon, excuse me, in the slot, and I think there's a pretty clear correlation here. Now, I don't think this bumps Nick Needham off the roster by any means. He's been here two years. But what that does is it pushes Nick Needham into more of a special teams type role, and that parlays into our next biggest loser, Clayton Fejdlum. Uh He is here for the Dolphins on a two-year deal, signed it last year. He's entering into a contract year. I think he's due $2.5 million. The Dolphins can cut him and get rid of all of it. So while Needham, I think, is still a rosterable player for Miami, I do think Fejulam is probably looking at being on the outs. Uh, Just from a financials perspective, considering that Holland is now in the picture, Brandon Jones is still here, um, it's really hard to see a permanent role or a role this year, especially with bringing in the kinds of bodies that they brought in in the secondary and the guys they brought back. It's just a numbers game, unfortunately. Football season may be over, but BetOnline still has plenty of sports action for betting. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information that's available. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for your classic, your daily driver, and you need engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, prices are the same at RockAuto.com for both professionals or do-it-yourselfers, so why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all your auto parts needs and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Here's the good news. When trying and surveying the Dolphins' death chart to find a third loser, it was even harder to find a third loser than it was to find a third winner for the Dolphins' defense, which means the nucleus of this team uh, is fairly set. You could say, oh, well, Kyle Van Noy or Shaq Lawson, like casualties of the offseason. It's a cheap out. I'm not interested in taking the cheap out. So the name I settled on was Jason Strobridge. Uh, Strobridge was a mid-round pick out of North Carolina in last year's draft from Miami on day three. Strobridge is now unlikely to get very many rotational reps at all as a pass rusher with the addition of Jalen Phillips. Uh, Phillips and, and his ability as a pass rusher is going to command snaps immediately, ideally in a high-volume role, but if it's not in a high-volume role, get him out there on third down. Uh, and with some of the other additions, Adam Butler this offseason, right? So you have Jalen Phillips and Adam Butler's new bodies this offseason. Emmanuel Agba, 
Christian Wilkins, and then you have Andrew Van Ginkle, Zach Sealer, all of which I think are, are more desirable pass rush options than Jason Strobridge. It unfortunately makes Strobridge's projection uh, one that's difficult to see pathway to a lot of reps. So I think Strobridge could have potentially, had they gone with the linebacker route, been a guy who was in the two deep for rotational rush reps, uh, but I don't foresee that with Phillips. And as so long as Phillips is healthy, Phillips is going to command the, the a very heavy volume of pass rush reps in obvious passing situations. So uh, Strobridge, Fejdalum, Needham. Those are the three losers. Now, there is another potential loser here that I wanted to close the show with. And it's Eric Rowe. Uh, a lot of the questions that I tweeted out yesterday at Grinding the Tape, watching Javon Holland for the third last, the third consecutive day, ask me anything. And a lot of people asked, so who is Javon Holland going to replace? Is it Bobby McCain or is it Eric Rowe? And what I see when I watch Javon Holland and forecast him into the Dolphins' defense is if Rowe and McCain are back, if financially they don't have an issue with making it work for 2021, Holland's going to play in the nickel. If they make a change, I think it's very unlikely that Holland is replacing Bobby McCain because Bobby plays so much in the high post as a free safety. And when you watch Holland play, he's best in the slot, he's best on the second level of the defense, and he's best walked up on the line of scrimmage. He can physically play high post, but I think the instances in which he's going to do that for the Dolphins is when he's reacting to, to motion and coverage checks and they, swip, they flip the strength on you once you're lined up. Okay, well, I'll, I'll rotate back. I'll play high post. You go roll down in the slot, Bobby. That kind of thing. The best thing he brings to the table is Eric Rowe's worst trait as a safety, which is run defense. And I think back to before the start of the 2020 season and Eric Rowe on the press conference is talking about the biggest challenge with this transition for me is understanding my run fits and understanding fronts and where I've got to be and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you know, I take a lot of the pro football focus positional grading with a grain of salt, uh, but it did match up with what I saw when I watched the tape this past year, which was Eric Rowe scored under a 50 in his run defense category. He did not have a single game above a 50 in run defense over the Dolphins' final six games of the season. He's logged 18 missed tackles over the last two seasons, and consistency getting into gaps and being a presence to kind of help be that extra body, which so many opposing safeties gave the Dolphins fits with in 2020 as it came to the run game, uh, it, that presence was not there. So I think the Dolphins, you, you see what they've done is they've attacked inside linebacker, they've attacked edge defender, and they've attacked the safety-slash-nickel position between Holland and uh, Justin Coleman to the degree in which like they want to be better against the run. McKinney, the guy they brought in, is a standout against the run, and he brings some third-down value for his pressure ability, but he's a stud between the tackles. Holland, you watch the tape. Go watch back, watch the Auburn tape from 2019. Go watch the Stanford tape from 2019. His ability to fit up gaps, 
step down into the box. It's the best thing that he does right now. And he's got good ball skills, and he's shown good coverage ability. But the best thing Javon Holland does is stack and attack blocks and collision with inside the contact window, process plays, get in the gaps, and tackle. Which is the worst thing Eric Rowe does. So as I'm beginning to forecast here, and I'm not ready to say that Eric Rowe is on the outs because Eric Rowe is very, very good in coverage, right? Against tight ends, he's one of the better options in coverage. But he is on the books this season for a significant amount of money, over $6 million in cap. The Dolphins can cut him now and save $5 million against the cap. They can cut Eric Rowe after June 1st and save $5.5 million against the cap. So this is what the Dolphins are going to have to weigh out. If we move on from Eric Rowe, we have somebody we feel good stepping into that role, but you're going to have to understand Holland, at least early on, is probably going to take a step back as far as being a coverage option against tight ends. But he's going to be exponentially better against the run, and he's going to be an exponentially better tackler. I don't have the answers for what that is going to look like, but Eric Rowe is kind of on the watch list right now. I think Nick Needham, there's no question, Nick Needham, your role is in jeopardy. Clayton Fezlum, your roster spot's in jeopardy. But Eric Rowe, it depends on how the Dolphins choose they feel once they get their hands on Javon Holland and get to work with him in person. But if they feel he can take it and the Dolphins have to make some hard decisions, I don't envy them for having to make that choice because Rowe's a good cover option. He's been a great leader since he came over from New England over the course of the last two years. Uh, That's going to be a tough call to make. But this is a tough business. And at the end of the day, it's not personal. No matter what Kyle Van Noy would tell you, it's business. And with a reduced cap in 2021, everybody has to make hard decisions. Time will tell. But what I can tell you is that is going to do it for us today on the show. So make sure you hit subscribe on the podcast. Come back and see us again. We have one more show this week. We have plenty of off-season coverage to look forward to. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. I am Kyle Krabs. Thanks, as always, for listening, and I hope to talk with you guys again tomorrow. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this off-season, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.